Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking crimes against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that, honestly, none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. Eight-year-old Cherish Periwinkle had experienced a chaotic childhood almost from the moment she was born. Her parents, Rain Periwinkle and Billy Giroux, had been embroiled in a bitter custody battle that ended with Rain being awarded full custody. In June 2013, Cherish was gearing up to fly from Jacksonville, Florida to California to visit her father. Unfortunately, less than 24 hours before Cherish was due to fly out, she disappeared. That evening, Cherish, her mother Rain and her sisters were approached by a good Samaritan. As the investigation progressed, the facade of a kind stranger slowly slipped away, revealing evil. This is Cherish's story. If you want to know what the face of evil looks like, look no further. His name... Donald Smith, a 61-year-old sicko who smiled for the cameras just minutes after a jury heard the disgusting details of what he had done to an eight-year-old girl. He wrapped it around that little girl's neck and he strangled the life out. Testimony so graphic and so emotional, one witness had to stop. I'm sorry, I have to take a break. Born December 24, 2004, to Rain Periwinkle and Billy Giroux, Cherish Periwinkle was the apple of her parents' eye. The family lived together in Jacksonville, Florida for a while, but the relationship between Rain and Billy would not withstand the test of time. In 2010, the pair divorced or split up. Many sources state they were never married, and they found themselves at the centre of a fierce custody battle. Billy was determined to prove that Rain was not fit to care for Cherish, and the custody evaluator, Robert Wood, he raised concerns on Billy's behalf. During the court proceedings, he argued that Rain, who was now living with her boyfriend, Aaron Pearson, they created an unstable environment for Cherish and the other children. The custody battle did not side with Billy's argument and Rain was awarded custody of Cherish, Destiny and Nevaeh. Now, there is not a lot of information available on Cherish's home life. We know that she lived with her mother and her mother's boyfriend, Aaron Pearson. We do not know much about Cherish's personality, what she liked and how she was doing in school. Most information out there about Cherish comes from that fateful night in June. By June 2013, eight-year-old Cherish was living in Jacksonville, Florida. On June 22, 2013, she was due to fly to California to visit her father, Billy. Cherish was looking forward to seeing her father and going on a plane. Bubbling with excitement, Cherish packed her suitcase and washed and styled her hair for the occasion. She ensured to pack her favourite pink clothes, pyjamas and shoes. 
At around 7.30pm, Rain surprised Cherish with a shopping trip. As Cherish was leaving, she wanted to spoil her and her other daughters with new clothes. Rain, Cherish, Destiny, Nevaeh grabbed a pushchair for the younger girls and they headed out the door. Rain did not own a car and the four made the short walk to a nearby Dollar General store. Cherish and her sisters pondered what Cherish's upcoming trip would be like and they thought about all the shiny toys waiting for them at the store. Rain paced up and down the aisles looking for clothes and household items. She only had $100, which had to pay for Cherish's journey to the airport the following day. Rain's basket filled up quickly and after checking the prices, she realised she could not afford everything. This included a cute white dress with red hearts that she wanted for Cherish. Dismayed, Rain went back around to the store, putting the clothes back and telling her daughters they would have to come and get them another day. Cherish, who was older than her sisters, she somewhat understood the situation and she helped her mother. Whilst Rain walked around the store putting the items back, a man approached the cashier. He asked whether the struggling woman with three young children had to put the items back, to which she replied yes. To the cashier, this interaction appeared to be a harmless act of a good Samaritan who just wanted to help someone in need. After confirming that Rain had returned to the clothes, he looked for her himself. Outside the Dollar General, the man approached Rain and he introduced himself as Don. He explained that he had seen her struggling and unable to afford the clothes for her daughters and he had felt compelled to help. As luck would have it, Don had a $150 gift card for Walmart and he wanted Rain to have it. But there was a catch. Don didn't have the gift card with him. His wife had the card and she was on her way. At first, Rain was apprehensive about Don. She felt something was amiss, but she couldn't quite put her finger on it. When Don began to talk about his wife, she felt more at ease. After all, how could a married man who wanted to give her money be evil? Rain agreed to wait at the Dollar General with his kind Samaritan, and the two chatted for a while. Don asked her about Cherish and her other two daughters and her life. Little did Rain know, Don had been harvesting information from her. By now, 15 to 20 minutes had passed, and Rain was getting anxious. Don's wife had not shown up, and she was beginning to think this was a scam after all. To quell Rain's fears, Don assured her that his wife would now meet them at the Walmart, just a short drive away. Don even offered to drive Rain and her children along with him. He had a large van that would fit the pushchair in the four of them. Rain weighed up her options and decided to put her trust in the man she'd only just met. Rain would later say that she was desperate for money for clothes and other necessities, which drove her to go with Don. Cherish helped her mother pull the pushchair and her sisters into the van, and the five of them set off to the Jacksonville Walmart. The Walmart was a short 10-minute drive from the Dollar General, a trip that would have taken Rain significantly longer on foot. When they arrived, Rain and the children agreed to head inside whilst Don waited in the car for his wife. With newfound energy and hope, 
Rain took her girls inside and began walking around the aisles, looking for cute dresses and clothes for her daughter. Sometime later, Don left his car and joined them at Walmart. He found Rain and the girls in the children's section, picking out new T-shirts for Cherish's upcoming trip. Cherish and her sisters giggling with excitement at being able to pick out whatever they wanted. They stayed close to their mother and watched as Don followed closely behind. I just want to interrupt this episode real quick to talk about America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. I'm sure I'm not the only one who was blown away with the cost of groceries right now. It's hard to justify buying $3 parsley to use a pinch and then throw the rest away. It's easier and cheaper just to buy a takeaway pizza. No, we're not doing that. 2023 is a year of health, and with March being National Nutrition Month, it is the most perfect time to try HelloFresh's delicious, nutrition-approved meals. Order cost cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. Your body wins and your wallet wins. With 40 weekly recipes, they have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your goals. I'm tracking my macros right now as part of my fitness plan. What I love about HelloFresh is they make it easy. Choose calorie smart and carb smart recipes, or even customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading your proteins, or adding protein to a veggie meal. I'm all about protein right now, and adding the extra protein to my veggie meal, it's so filling and delicious, while fueling my body with what it needs for those long gym sessions. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Stolen60 and use code STOLEN60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's 60% off plus free shipping when you use code STOLEN60 at checkout at HelloFresh.com slash Stolen60. During the shopping trip, Don began to exhibit some very concerning behaviour. His mask began to slip and his true self was presented. He picked out a pair of women's high heels and suggested to Rain that she buy them for Cherish. Rain refused the offer, stating that the heels would be too high even for her to wear and that they were not appropriate for an eight-year-old girl. The shopping trip continued and Rain noticed that on two separate occasions, Don took Cherish to the change rooms alone. What happened in the change rooms is unknown, and the CCTV footage shows Cherish innocently following Don around the store. Hours slowly slipped away from Rain as she dashed up and down the aisles, looking for clothes. At around 10.30pm, the Walmart employee announced over the Tanoi that the store was closing soon, and all customers were asked to check out and leave. By this time, the girls were hungry. They'd been out since 7.30 and none of them had eaten any dinner. Don suggested he would go to McDonald's, situated inside the Walmart, and grab everyone a cheeseburger. Like any normal child, Destiny, Nevaeh and Cherish all clapped in glee at the idea of McDonald's. Don told Rain that he and Cherish would grab the burgers and fries and they'd be right back. At 10.44pm, Rain watched Cherish and Don walk towards the entrance where the McDonald's was located. This would be the last time she would ever see her daughter alive. But somehow Smith convinces Cherish to leave. First, they pause by the front door. Then moments later, she skips out behind him and gets into his white van. 
As he drives off, a witness tells police the van stopped, the driver looked her in the eye and said with a smile, we're going to get cheeseburgers. Minutes later, Rain hears a message on the overhead speaker. The store is closing. I look through every aisle at the register. There was no one there. I started to panic. I was yelling, call 911, my daughter's been taken. With tears streaming down her face, Rain listened to that call on the witness stand. My daughter's been taken. What do you mean? Taken by a stranger. I can't find her. Her panic has now become pure fear. He wanted her to buy these really tall shoes that were women's shoes, and I told him no. I said they're too high for her. I wouldn't even wear shoes that high. Maybe he was grooming her. I hope to God he doesn't kill her, and I hope to God he doesn't rape her. The Walmart employee once again made a Tanoi announcement, asking all customers to leave the store, and this is when Rain began to panic. She had a shopping trolley full of items and no sight of her daughter or Don. Don's wife had never arrived at the Walmart. Now Rain had no idea what to do. She began running around the store, looking for Don and Cherish. She ran to the McDonald's, but saw it was filled with employees shutting down for the night. Walmart employees noticed Rain's panic and they rushed to her aid. One employee suggested they check the parking lot in case the two had headed out to Don's van. Rain threw her cart to the side and dashed out the door. The car park was devoid of Don's large van, and there was no sign of Cherish. With a sick feeling in her stomach, Rain grabbed her phone at 11.20pm and dialed 911. Here is an excerpt of what Rain said in this call. Quote, He knew when the store was closing. I had a bad feeling about him. I don't want him to kill her. I don't want to be one of those parents that, who go through this. He wanted to buy her these really tall shoes that were women's shoes, and I told him no. They're too high for her. I wouldn't even wear shoes that high. Maybe he was grooming her. I hope to God he doesn't kill her, and I hope to God he doesn't rape her. Unquote. According to Law and Crime, Cherish's case was initially classified as a missing person case by the Jacksonville Police Department. In the initial hours of the investigation, quote, a poor relay of information from the 911 dispatcher, unquote, found to highlight that Cherish had last been seen with Don, a man in his 50s that Rain barely knew. It was only after talking to Rain in an interview that the Jackson Police Department realised that she'd been taken and the investigation took on a new life. Six long hours later, an Amber Alert was finally issued for Little Cherish Periwinkle. Residents across Jacksonville recalled in horror as the alert lit up on their phones. One man, who only identified himself as Charlie, recognised the man and the van being described in the alert. He contacted the Jacksonville Police Department, and identified the perpetrator as 56-year-old Donald James Smith. Disturbingly, Smith had been registered as a sex offender since 1993, and just 21 days before Cherish's disappearance, he had been released after serving a sentence for child abuse. 
the Jacksonville police were now in a race against time to find Cherish. News of Cherish's disappearance and the company of the monster she was now in spread fast. Residents closely examined every white van they passed, and an air of suspicion fell on Jacksonville. At 9am on June 22, 2013, the morning that little Cherish was due to fly to California, investigators would make a harrowing discovery. A passing Jacksonville officer attending the scene of another incident recognised Smith's van from the bulletins and announcements made on the police channels. He signalled for Smith to pull over on the side of the road and he complied. The officer rushed to the truck's back door, pulling the handles as hard as he could. He hoped to find little Cherish inside, but the van was empty. Everything, including the things that Rain had bought the night before, they were all gone. When the officer told Smith to stand at the roadside, he noticed his legs and feet were sopping wet. This was a first suspicion that Smith and Cherish had been near water. Smith was arrested and taken into custody. Just hours later, the Jacksonville Police Department received an anonymous tip from someone claiming to have seen Smith's van parked outside the Highland Baptist Church. Officers raced over to the church and began searching the premises. As they approached the back of the church, they heard the unmistakable sound of running water. They ran to the creek behind the church, but it was too late. Officers discovered the body of eight-year-old Cherish Periwinkle. She'd been brutally beaten and strangled to death. The full details of her gruesome murder would be revealed in court, shocking a nation. Upon hearing the news, Rain and Billy broke down. Cherish's tiny body was transported to the medical examiner's office, where Dr. Valerie Rayo performed an autopsy. What Dr. Rayo witnessed that day will continue to haunt her for the rest of her life. Cherish's body was littered with marks, scratches, bruises and ant bites. She had bled heavily and showed signs of hemorrhaging. Her cause of death was ruled to be mechanical asphyxia. In her testimony, Dr. Rayo said, quote, What she sustained was tremendous force on her neck, such that she basically could not breathe. She suffered swelling on her brain as a result of lack of oxygen to her brain, and as a result, she died, unquote. She also told the court it would have taken between three and five minutes for Cherish to die, and that she believed that Smith had most likely used a piece of her clothing to strangle her. Smith had exerted so much force that Cherish had bled from her eyes, gums and nose. From here on out, the details are incredibly brutal. Please take this as a warning and skip forward if this is triggering for you. Dr. Rayo also determined during the autopsy that Cherish had been vaginally and anally assaulted. Her genitalia was, quote, totally distorted, unquote, and she had sustained significant injuries to her genitals. Other parts of her body had been mutilated, and there were marks on her breast, consistent with a hickey. Cherish's blood vessels had burst from being strangled with so much force. She also had an array of defensive wounds, meaning that this tiny girl fought for her life against this monster, 
Disgustingly, Smith's DNA was found in Cherish's mouth, genitals, anus and neck. The DNA profile of the evidence obtained from Cherish's neck was a 1 in 35 quintillion match to Donald Smith. Once the evidence had been compiled, Donald Smith was charged with kidnapping, sexual battery of a person under 12 and first-degree murder. Cherish's funeral was held shortly after her murder, with the Jacksonville community rallying behind her family. According to records from the Supreme Court, quote, hundreds of people attended Cherish's funeral, which was locally televised. 1,800 to 1,900 people reportedly signed their guest book at Cherish's viewing. Families who had never met the periwinkle stopped by their home with groceries, unquote. In saying all of that, the public was somewhat critical of Rain Periwinkle and placed some of the blame on her for letting her daughter go off with a complete stranger. Conspiracy theories and vicious rumours began to spread that Rain was somehow involved in her daughter's disappearance and murder. People online have speculated that Rain had willingly sold her daughter to Smith, but there never has been any evidence to back up these crazy claims. Unfortunately, the legal system is not as swift as we may hope when it comes to delivering justice. The case was almost ready to go before the courts in 2015, but at the last minute, Smith's defence filed a motion to change the venue. As per court records, his defence believed that Smith would not receive a fair trial due to the extensive media coverage of the case. But instead of a venue change... The judge at the Duval County Courthouse ruled that all jurors must first complete a questionnaire to determine if they had any prior knowledge about the case. By 2018, a jury was finally selected and Donald Smith was transported from the Duval County Jail to the courthouse. The trial started in February 2018 and was one of the most high-profile trials in Florida history falling short only to the trial of Casey Anthony. Journalists and Jacksonville residents flooded to the courthouse, all hoping to get a glimpse of the monster who took the life of such a sweet and innocent girl. The evidence against Donald Smith was overwhelming. His defence filed notions for photographs of Cherish's injuries not to be shown to the jury, as they may influence their decision. His defence filed notions for photographs of Cherish's injuries not to be shown to the jury, as it may influence their decision. However, this motion was denied. Dr Valerie Rayo, who conducted Cherish's autopsy, testified at trial, and she broke down whilst describing her injuries. Most of the jury also broke down after seeing the brutality that Cherish had been subjected to. Dr. Rayo testified that aside from the insect bites, all the injuries on Cherish's body had occurred shortly before her death. The jury also heard about Smith's previous charges. Arrested in 1977 for lewd behaviour with a child under 16. Arrested in 1992 for attempted kidnapping and was sentenced to just five years. In 2013, just 21 days before Cherish was murdered, 
Smith had also been released from prison after serving time for child abuse charges. The jury was also shown CCTV images of Smith and Cherish inside and outside of the Jacksonville Walmart. Throughout the trial, Smith proclaimed he was not receiving a fair trial due to the media publicity. Secret jailhouse recordings also revealed that Smith had requested a copy of the DSMV so that he could feign mental illness and get a lesser sentence or be sent to a psychiatric facility. After days of horrifying testimony and evidence presentation, the jury was sent away to deliberate. Just 15 minutes later, they came back with a unanimous decision. Donald Smith was found guilty of kidnapping, sexual battery of a person under 12 and first-degree murder. In May 2018, Donald Smith was summoned before Judge Mallory Cooper for sentencing. Judge Cooper sentenced Donald Smith to death, saying, quote, You have not only forfeited your right to live among us, you have forfeited your right to live at all. May God have mercy on your soul. Unquote. In the years since Smith's sentencing, he has filed several motions, claiming there had been several errors in his trial. His defence attorney stated, quote, Comments made by the prosecutor during opening statements were inappropriate. Denial of a change of venue motion made before the trial. The medical examiner becoming emotional during testimony and allowing graphic autopsy photos to be shown to the jury, unquote, swayed the jury and did not allow the right of a fair trial. In 2021, the Florida Supreme Court upheld the conviction against Donald Smith, upholding the death penalty. Following the sentencing and appeals, Rain Periwinkle made the following public statement, quote, He is where he needs to be. He needs to stay there until he's executed. That is what he wanted, far from the harm of other inmates. You can't have both. I believe in the death penalty. I always have. I always will. Death should mean death, not a life sentence. Unquote. Shortly after Cherish's murder, social services removed Destiny and Nevaeh from Rain's care. In the 12 months after Cherish's murder, Rain had failed to comply with the state's criteria to keep custody of her children. She told the media that she could not hold a steady job, partly due to her identity. There was and is a lot of public backlash against Rain and some still blame her for what happened to Cherish. Due to her failure to meet these guidelines, Destiny and Nevaeh were taken in by the state of Florida. Rain's sister and brother-in-law, who live in Australia, were eventually awarded custody of Destiny and Nevaeh. In February 2017, the girls were flown to Australia to live with their new family. Rain has voiced her anger over this ruling, stating she believes that her sister and brother-in-law only got married so they could take Destiny Nevaeh away from her. Although no law states couples must be married to adopt. Rain has said that she will keep on fighting to regain custody of her daughters, and she was not even aware the adoption had been finalised until February 2017. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, 
Like the page so you don't miss an episode and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Mayu.